Bob's the Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Newen. Thanks for joining us again. Um, I hope you've been enjoying what you've been hearing. There are many episodes to listen to. There's the librarian, there's the environmental activist. Um, there are so many things to choose from. So make sure you check out our previous episodes. You can find them on nosmalljobspod.com.au or wherever you get good podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Addict. Please find us and rate and review us. Five stars as always. It would be lovely. Um, I don't mind some constructive criticism, but constructive being the keyword there uh, you can also make sh- uh, follow me on socials at no small jobs pod is the handle on instagram twitter and facebook um, join in the conversation have a interact with other people also you're listening into the podcast and find some other people who might feel a bit lost as well just like me so today's guest is sunshine sunshine is a children's book illustrator hi sunshine thanks hi, for joining Paul. me how are you going i'm good thank good. you Good. thank you for having me i'm yeah. so excited to be here <laughs> all right now the, the first question that i asked you when i met when i met you and for everyone's <laughs> lips is sunshine your real name yes sunshine is my real name i yep. mean were you always destined to be a children's book illustrator because it feels like <sighs> just di- perfect match <laughs> of name and career i don't know i mean i always liked art stuff but uh, I, yeah, it would have been strange if I'd gone into like a serious profession, like a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Sunshine, the lawyer. Or Judge Just, Sunshine. Or judge, <laughs> that could actually be pretty funny. <laughs> I feel like I'd be a great judge. <laughs> I'd watch that TV show. I'd watch one on Judge Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that is a TV show rather than like anything else. <laughs> no, it is my real name. It is my real name. My parents are a bit hippie. Mm. Yeah, they're you, still a bit hippie. Do you have siblings named Rain and Wind? No, no, I I do have an older brother uh, called Smiley most of the time, but now he's he calls himself Matthew because he's professional. Oh. Sorry, brother, you, that probably you didn't want to know. Um, <laughs> and a sister called Melody. So we are a creative named family. See, Melody, you can get away with her. Yeah, I think it's a bit more normal. Yeah, and she's very into music, so it makes oh, a lot of per- sense. Oh wow, your yeah. parents must be psychic. I, mean, I know. They just. <laughs> They knew exactly where you were headed. Yeah. Except your brother, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a businessman now. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it feels like, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie The Rage in Placid Lake. but No, I haven't. It sounds fabulous. So it's this, it's this 90s movie starring Ben Lee, the musician. Ah. And he plays, it, it, it's that, that classic reverse. It's like you're, it's like Matthew. So he plays the son of hippie parents. Okay. Um, but he wants to go into business. So he, okay. he dresses up as Susan. They're like, no, how could you portray the family? It's all very satirical <laughs> and ironic. And oh, My parents don't mind. It's fine. <laughs> as long as we're happy, they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So tell me, how did you get to become a children's illustrator? It was a bit of a journey, to be honest. <laughs> journey. Well, that's what we're here um, for. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know journey is tainted into reality at TV. To say, yeah, laughing at myself saying journey. That's what they say on The Bachelor and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, and The Voice and Australian and Idol and yeah, oh, everyone's journey. on a journey. <laughs> I yeah. um, I always love doing art, and uh, I actually started doing graphic design because I thought that was kind of an arty thing where you make money (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I actually hated it I did it for a little while and absolutely hated it it was too corporate for me Mm. I floated around for a while had a midlife crisis at 23 and um, I then illustrated a book for a friend of a friend or old family friend and um, I co-published that with her as well so we self-published together and so I went through the whole publishing process which was an amazing experience um and then um 
a friend of a good friend of mine now, he, uh, Paul Collins from Ford Street Publishing, invited me to come in talk about the book. Um, he didn't take on the book or anything like that, but he introduced me to a bunch of publishing people, and I kind of just haven't gone back since. Everyone is so nice in that world. I was just like, oh my god, this is <laughs> this is. I found my people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was maybe five years ago now. Okay, I, w- I want to go back. To talk, me, talk me through the publishing process because I have no idea about it. Oh, um, well, it really depends on what you're doing in publishing. Sure. Uh, for a children's book, if you're doing self-publishing, it's a completely different process. If you're doing publishing through a traditional publisher, completely different process. Well, let's go through both because I because okay. I I actually. So I, I I wrote a book Ooh, about like a number of years ago. That's so exciting! It was it was I was very proud of it. Except I didn't know what to do with it. To be completely okay. honest, yeah. I, I I I have a friend who's also he does he's a horror author. Um, wow! Uh, but he does he uses Wattpad like that's that's his okay. uh, method and that and that's great. He he does mm. reasonably well there. Um, but I never understood um the marketing part of it. How you mm. structure chapters? It, it just it just never clicked with me. Yeah, um, a lot of people have that same problem. Like, mm. so I've written a book. Now what do I do? Yes. Um, yeah. What kind of book was it? It was a uh, relationship drama about Ooh. a polyamorous group. Oh, amazing. That sounds saucy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was less salacious and more. It's just, I just, I like exploring relationships. I like the yeah. way people interact and decisions they made. So yeah. I wrote this book and I, I was very proud of it. But again, yeah, as I said, I just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And so I people told me about um, Amazon, you know, you yeah. just chuck it on for like a buck yeah. or something or. Um, or publish it just uh, yeah Wattpad which is free and I yeah. just I never I, I, the whole process just was completely foreign to me to the point where I went you know what I don't have the energy to think about this I'm yeah. just gonna leave, yeah. it, leave it leave it to fester and see what happens with yeah. other projects yeah I know what you mean um, I mean with a, a book like that like it's it would be super trendy right now <laughs> yeah. I mean, so don't take my word for that I'm, I'm an illustrator people <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, what I would normally suggest with that is, you know, getting an editor, edit your work and then approach publishers. You never know. Like if you just apply to a bunch of publishers, submit your manuscript, you never know what will happen. Like I know <clears throat> I know heaps of people that have just been snapped up by publishers and it take, sometimes it takes a long time. Mm. Like I know people that have been in the bit ten, 10 years and have not um, gotten a book published yet. Yeah. Um, but again, self-publishing is a route that you could take, but you'd need to be on top of the marketing side of things, really. Absolutely. It's, it's a completely different skill. Yeah, So totally. what, do you, what do you do for your self-publishing? So um, I do both. So I work with hmm. publishers and I work with the self-publishing. I like working with self-publishing because it's kind of more of that uh, connection and relationship stuff. So you've got more of a, a relationship with your author. You're real, really building a book together. So mm-hmm. it's their dream, their baby, and you're kind of realizing that together. I really love that aspect of it. That's great. Um, so what would happen is they would submit a manuscript to me. Um, I would then decide if I want to do that manuscript or not. Uh, from there, I create some characters Um I create the world that that character is going to be in. And pretty much my author would give me all the information they could possibly give me that they know about their book, basically. Mm -hmm. So uh, how they see the world looking, how they see their characters looking. Sometimes people have a really strong idea and some people have absolutely no idea, which is both are fine. Mm. Um, So we'd come up with those characters and the world to start with. And then we'd move on to doing a storyboard. So if you're, doing um 
film and whatever you'd do a storyboard as well. Mm. Um, it's just basically to see the entirety of the book. It's lots of little pictures just so the author can see what it's going to look like at the end and then you do the final illustrations. So uh, for me, because I'm a traditional watercolour illustrator, I have quite a few processes that I go to before the final illustrations just so I get checks, check offs. Check-offs? Yeah. Not, not dogs off guns. Yeah. things. <laughs> I, I hope your books things. don't have guns. <laughs> that would be quite frightening. Even a check-off's uh, gun. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> um, you check things off as you go along. So when I get to the final illustration point, I don't have to change too much mm. just because it's harder and takes longer to go back again mm. to redo things and getting it done in the earlier stages. Um, but from there, I also do the layout design because obviously I did graphic design I know how to do that <laughs> uh, um, and I've got some uh, printers that I work with as well um, basically if I think that the author is going to be able to market it well and if I think they're going to sell books then I'll take a job on I don't like to take self-published work that I don't think will sell um, because I want them to make money from it well I mean and that's certainly pragmatic how how can you tell that like what do you look for Oh, it's all very my gut feeling, yeah, I guess. Um, like if I think the the book is written well, mm. like occasionally it might be a really great concept, uh, but it's not written very well. I'll often send people off to an editor mm. before uh, I even touch it um, so I can read it again and make sure that it, it does flow and that I think children will like it. Like I'm pretty good at I don't know. Again, I'm a children's book illustrator. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty good at picking manuscripts that I think will sell. I hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would obviously, I imagine that would come from exposure and experience. As yeah. Well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And children's books is one of those things I've always been very interested in. It's a lot about rhythm, a lot about uh, wording and simplicity and need, it needs to be able to be read out loud pleasantly and easily that's the main thing i look for and if i like the idea if i don't like the idea then i won't do it <laughs> fair enough i mean you, you if you're going to put your name to it and particularly if you're going to be involved in the process you want yes. to be proud of the work you create exactly and I, I i do get quite heavily involved in the process like it's not really my job to help them market it or anything like that but i do try and help them market it as best i can like you know set up a facebook page and suggest things that they can do and um tell them how to get book visits at schools and all that kind of stuff. Like I like to be, you know, I, I, I like to be supporting them through that process as well so they don't just disappear into the blue, you know. I want it, I want it to work for them. Oh. Anyway, that's from the self-publishing side. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure completely sure. different story if it's through a publisher. Well, let's uh, talk about that then. Through a publisher, basically you will get a manuscript and then you will illustrate the manuscript. And that'd be it. <laughs> Simpler, <laughs> but yeah. Bing, but yeah. <laughs> Very similar with like the uh, the stages thing, like yeah, you're creating the characters and getting it signed off along the way. But it's I feel like it's a much more clinical process. Uh, there's not as much involved. There's not as much connection and relationship stuff because mm. you're working directly with the publisher, and usually you won't actually ever speak to your author, which is so weird. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what, in your opinion, what is the reason for that? I don't know. I, I mean, I know a lot of illustrators are quite introverted, so maybe um, they don't want to. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It just must ease the process for the publisher in some way to just 
be them controlling, I guess, that process, Mm. which is fair enough. I get it. Yes. Yeah. Are there any particular works that you're proud of? Um, I'm pretty proud of all the books I put out, to be perfectly honest. Um, because like I'm only, I feel like I'm only as good as my last book. Mm. So I want everything that I put out to be pretty 100% awesome. Mm, Good. (laughs) Uh, I am proud of a series that I released with Lake Press last year, um, which is a set of four board books called the Shine Bright series. It's about four little unicorns. Mm. They're just little board books. They were sold in Big W and they're in post office offices around Australia and that was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see your like books out in the world roaming free. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's so weird. Mm. <laughs> that's my book. Yeah, because yeah. you have you have a tangible point of pride. You have yeah. something that you can show people and say, this is this is the the fruit of my labor as it were. Yeah. And even people taking photos of it for me and going, Oh, I saw your book. I'm like, oh yeah, that's so cool and weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Do you, as you, said, you mentioned, you work with watercolors, is yes. that right? Is, mm-hmm. is, do you exclusively work within that medium or do you try to expand your horizons with each yeah, book? Yeah, I, I like to experiment. Um, I use a lot of watercolor basically because it's quick and easy. Mm. <laughs> or for me, it's easy because I'm practiced at it. But I also use pencils and oil pastels as well um, in conjunction with the watercolor if I feel like the book needs something else and I will add something else. I haven't done anything. Uh, I've Use digital as well. I've done digital books too, but mm-hmm. I'd love to use acrylic or oil in something, but they're both mediums that take a really long time. So what, I'm still learning with those two, I think. What would push you to invest that time into, yeah. Into if it was my own book, mm-hmm. I think I'd be much more willing to do that. Um, because with illustration, you have to be open to a certain amount of editing Um, through publishers and authors so basically everything that you create you have to be open to change Mm. no matter what whereas if it's my own book I think I would invest more time into that because it's my own baby and I'm not going to change my mind on how I want it (laughs) (laughs) well I probably would like five or six times during the painting yeah exactly you got to get a feel for it yeah Yeah. exactly exactly I mean at some point I mean as you said you're you're five years into this career Mm. I I I would imagine that at some point having developed a reputation for being good you surely you'd earn the right to experiment a little bit no I don't know I I don't know if I've earned it like I just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just do it. I mean, I think that's a natural progression for me anyway, because, you know, uh, under being a kid's book illustrator, I'm an artist and mm. like my style adapts and changes. And so the things that I use adapts and changes. And I like, I can't say that um, I don't experiment with things. Mm. Yeah. How do you decide what styles or whether it is the materials or whether it's the actual art, art style per se, mm. how do you decide what style to use depending on the manuscript? That's a good question. Um, how do I decide what style to use? Um, I guess it just, it, it, it depends. If it's with a publisher, usually they're expecting a style. Mm. Even with a self-publisher, they might expect a style. If I see something in it that's a bit different to my normal style, I will talk to them about it and see if they're okay with me doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's usually only if the manuscript, it's hard to explain if the manuscript calls for it. So if I see something, like when I read a manuscript, I 
visualize how it's going to look, whether that's colors or characters or um, flow a bit as well. Like I've got this brilliant book that's coming up in January, um, which goes to this beautiful poem of snowflakes being all different and changing. And when I read that manuscript, like I could see the snowflakes floating through the air and um, trees and forests and like I get a visualization of it so mm. i guess i then work out what medium is going to f- fit best for that and what style is going to fit best for that story mm. yeah have you ever gone it does. <laughs> well, well i mean art art is about feeling i mean that's that's essentially what you're doing isn't it you're trying to capture yeah. a feeling it seems so like soft and floaty and, uh, <laughs> indecisive but that's just how it is how it is i guess but it is all the also the beauty of it though you know that's yeah. the beauty of art is that it is interpretable and it's uh, obviously if you're as said you work with people so mm. even if you get the feel it may not be the same feel that the author or the that's publisher exactly gets. right so that's you, exactly right you match your feels up as it were that's, and that's right out. yeah you like adapt the feels mm. <laughs> So, have you ever been in a situation where there's been quite a bit of disagreement between you and the author or publisher? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I've been pretty lucky, actually, in that respect. Like, every time, <laughs> every time that I send off an example of what I think the book is going to look like, I get quite anxious because I'm like oh my god maybe this is going to be the time that they hate the direction that I've gone in especially if it is a slightly more experimental kind of style that I've played with Mm. like while they've been you know kept up on everything step by step it's still like this oh my god are they gonna like it or are we gonna have to change everything Um, but I've been really lucky Mm. yeah are there any particular parts of your job that you find challenging Yes. Um, I'm a sole trader. I work full-time as a children's book illustrator now. Um, Financially, I find that to be challenging um, because often you don't know when your next book is going to come in. Mm. I I know that's a very businessy side of being an illustrator, but it's that's honestly one of the things I've struggled with the most since running my own business. Like, it's it's pretty hardcore. And what else? I find I have a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. and I find that to be quite challenging as well because I so desperately want to be quite authentic with it. And I don't know. I find it really difficult to do that. Why? I don't know. I really don't know. Like if you put a camera in front of me right now, I'd be like, oh, hello and welcome. Like it would be very very different. Anyway, I'm just working on trying to – like I've got a a style on YouTube, but I'd like it to become more authentic. And I guess I'm kind of battling with the inner self to make that happen and how to make that happen and how to make myself more comfortable so I am more authentic. I mean, I'm sure I'm authentic anyway, but it's in a different – it's in a different way. Yeah. I think, uh, like, I, I actually, I get that because yeah. I think, I mean, look, no one likes being judged. No one ever yeah. likes being judged. And we, yeah. we, don't, we don't like being judged poorly for mm-hmm. one thing. But I think that, like, because I've experienced that with this podcast and I imagine you do with YouTube where there is a, um, there's sort of an expectation. There's sort yeah. of this thing where you're like, okay, if I want this to be successful, I need to 
there must be some sort of structure or there must yes. be some sort of formula. Yeah. So it, I guess it, the way I'd think of it in your situation, and of course, correct me if I'm wrong, is mm-hmm. like, I'm a children's illustrator, therefore I should act like I am, you know, Lamb Chop's puppeteer. <laughs> like, so that is, that is the yes, expectation. Honestly, that is the yeah. market I'm appealing to, therefore that's what I should be doing. Yes. Um, as opposed to trusting that the what you do and the choices that you make in terms of your behavior are going to attract the right people Mm, yes um and also i think i worry that the persona that i do portray in youtube that it might be perceived as a bit young and Mm. i i really don't want it to be because i i want it to be open to quite a, a variety of different audiences but i think at the moment it is kind of geared towards that age group unintentionally yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying <laughs> so i'll keep working on that like i love my youtube channel i i really enjoy doing it but that that is an aspect that i find incredibly challenging of my job mm. yeah I, the, uh, the episode one of the early episodes i had i interview a youtuber who has like the uh, the most popular archery instruct tutorial channel. Was on that YouTube. new sensei? Yes, yes, yeah. I know new sensei. There we you d- go. We've done a collaboration together. Oh, awesome! Yeah. There you go. He, I, so I spoke to him about his his uh, experience through YouTube, mm-hmm. and it is really interesting the yeah. way that he's evolved over time, and mm-hmm. he just kind of did it and and learnt and grew from that. Yeah. Um. So you know, I think that. With uh, obviously your experience in that with your your industry being an illustrator, you don't just do the one thing and keep doing it again and again and yeah. again. You evolve and you change and you adapt and you learn and you build your skills over time. Yeah, exactly. And so perhaps maybe some of your earlier YouTube videos you might not be as happy with. Oh my or... god, I look back at them and I'm like, oh, cringeworthy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> But you figured it out, you know, and maybe yeah. the more comfortable you get, maybe feel more secure in your viewership, then you'll be like, okay, well, obviously yeah. me being me is working. Yes. Let's just be me a bit more. Yeah. And, and and then it gets easier. You have to sort of think a little bit less. You have to stop thinking, oh, is this the right thing I want to say? Is have I, have I done the right thing? Have I behaved the right way to attract the right people? And all, yes. the, yeah. all the questions that come with trying to be good at something. Yes. You know, you, start, you kind of trust that you are... Uh, you trust your natural ability to be good at it, I yeah. guess. Mm. I guess because it's quite an unnatural thing for me. Like I love talking to people. I am, I'm definitely a big people person. I get a lot of inspiration from people and I know I'm talking to people, but because people aren't there in the room with me, <laughs> I find it really <laughs> difficult to do the conversational people skills that I would normally have. Yep. <laughs> it's like, hello, camera. Yeah. It's nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I find I'm a reactor, not a creator. So if Mm. I have to be in front of a camera or do anything, it always automatically feels artificial. Mm. Whereas if all I'm doing is interacting, like in this conversation, I can can say quippy, funny things with you. But if you try to tell me to tell a joke, (laughs) forget about it. Like it just would not happen at all. So it's just, it's a very, it's a very different skill. It's a very different experience. And I think it's really easy to assume that because you have one skill, you automatically have the other, but Mm. it's just, it's just not the case. So, yeah, uh, it, it, yeah it, it's quite. I think it can be quite exposing to kind of go. Oh my god, I didn't. I don't know how to do this. Yes, what? I, I, I like, thought I knew oh. how to do this. What happened? <laughs> Let me just make some fun of myself, and that'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's exactly like that. Yeah. 
Um, I want to get back to the soul trader thing. So, yeah. um, so we were talking before the podcast about how my aspiration at the moment mm. is to be a screenwriter. Which is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if, look, if I could, if I could, this is the thing, I, I want to make it work, but everywhere I read says to me that A, it's nearly impossible and mm. B, it's nearly impossible if you only want to work in Australia. Like the, just the funding and the, the options just aren't there. Yeah. Like streaming channels, things like Netflix and Stan are making it better, mm. but it's still not enough for everyone to have a piece of the pie. There's still yeah. limitations on a number of levels um but what what terrifies me is the possibility is is the thought of giving it all up just to do screenwriting because one of the other things that i commonly read is uh from people who are already in the industry they're like quit your day job do do only that dedicate Mm -hmm. all your time because if you don't then you'll never you'll never succeed or you never push Mm -hmm. yourself or whatever and that terrifies me like the idea and i i come you know i'm i'm a gp by trade i'm very very accustomed to earning a steady income (laughs) i can totally understand right and so that that insecurity (laughs) freaks Mm. me out so i don't how do you deal with that how do you deal with that challenging part of your job um (laughs) that's a really good question (laughs) um i'm I don't know when I started I didn't like it stressed me out hardcore but what people say about quitting your day job is probably correct like for you quite a few years I worked part-time in retail at the same time as being a illustrator and I just wasn't really progressing it wasn't until I quit completely and was out of my own um, that stuff actually started to happen more and I took it much more seriously and um, I don't regret that step, but there was lots of times I would eat pasta for a long time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question because it still freaks me out. Um, I've always been someone that likes a plan mm. and suddenly there's no plan. Mm. Like there's no plan of how to make money. There's no right. plan of knowing where your next, <laughs> your next money's coming from. I mean, I think in the last six months even I've gotten better at it um, because I did a bit of a restructure of my business and I've uh, started planning out my year by book so I know when I'm getting paid so I which helps a bit Mm. um, to take at least off that a little bit of pressure to be I think I'm gonna get paid here and I think I'm gonna get paid here okay cool I can survive on that that's great (laughs) um it also means that I'm not as stressed out working because there was a time when I just um, I'd take on as many books as I could all at once because I'm like oh the work's on oh, I got to do it all because this is when they want me. Mm. Um, I've stepped back and gone. You know what? Uh, if you want me to do your book, I'm available in April. That's when I'm finishing the next one. And so I've got a constant stream of books coming in. So usually I'll be working on two, but at different stages, so it's not as stressful. Um, I guess that's helped, but uh, I meditate. Mm, that, <laughs> helps, yes. that helps. I walk. Yeah. I have a dog. You Good. know, um, I I do all the anti-stress things because I know that that does affect me quite badly. Whereas my partner, he um, he also is a, a soul trainer. He's been doing it a lot longer than me, and he he he's really chill about it now. Um, he's like, you just got to trust. You got to trust that the money will come, mm-hmm. and the next job will come, and. It, it does most of the time. Most of the time, it does. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess <clears throat> that doesn't you... really help you. I know. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's, it's. I guess the question is, if you, <clears throat> if everyone is saying the same thing, then to some degree it must be true. But I guess it's about 
how you shift your expectations. Like, do you think that yeah. being able to plan out your year has only come because you've been in the industry for a while now and you've built a reputation? Or do you think someone could go out and take that kind of approach from the get-go? Um, I think it definitely helps that... I have built myself a reputation and I do have, it seems to be now that I have consistent work coming in, mm. I guess that means people think I'm okay. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but it would have helped if I'd done it from the get go. I okay. think it would have just uh, made things less stressful. So yeah. how did you enter into the industry in the first place? Like I said, you started in graphic design, yeah. worked in that industry for a bit, mm-hmm. hated it. Yes. How did you build your name? Like what did you start with? Well, I uh, I went and did the NICE program, uh, which is the New Incentive Initiative Scheme, which is like a it's a new business building thing that the government does. So you you do a six week business course, and then they help subsidize you for a year, which is kind of it's kind of like a Centrelink benefit thing. You get a certain amount of money each fortnight, and you do regular uh, check ins with your mentor, um, and they help you along. To create your business. So that's how I started, but that was a business in graphic design and illustration. So graphic design was my first mm-hmm. stepping stone. Um, and then from there, it just kind of swapped around that illustration was more of a thing. But once that year had finished, I still had to go into part-time work to be able to pay my bills, mm. um, which I think is a very normal thing for a lot of artists to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I... I was, I don't know, I always didn't see myself as an artist. Well, I I knew I was an artist, but because I was part-time work, somehow I was failing at being an artist. It's because you weren't a suffering artist. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> you weren't suffering for your art, therefore yeah. it wasn't real. Well, I, I guess uh, the, the dream for most artists is to be a full-time artist and mm. it doesn't happen for a lot of people. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, just, I just want to be a full-time artist and um, – yeah, by working part-time, I felt like I was kind of failing at that. But mm. um, I have recognized recently that <laughs> <laughs> you're an artist no matter what happens. But um, it, defini- it definitely did help to not have that part-time job to get stuck into it. I mean, I'm also very lucky. Like I had the support of my partner and my, my family. And um, so in that respect, I was able to kind of grow the business uh, while having a safety net, mm. um, which is which was great. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a beautiful thing to have, uh, yeah. and it makes it, I imagine it, <clears throat> it makes a lot of difference to have that kind of strong foundation from which you can branch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I had a bit of savings as well to start off with, not very much, honestly. I was never very good at saving. <laughs> um, <laughs> that does help. I'm sure that does help. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> you, you mentioned a bit about marketing with with a bit of understanding. So, mm. did you? How did you go about marketing yourself? So, you know, starting a business is one thing, but actually yeah. telling people that business exists and that they should use you yeah. is completely different. Absolutely. Task. And in the world of social media as well, it's tough. It's really tough for artists these days. I mean, not only are you competing with, you know the people that you know you're now competing with the world Mm. which is huge and it's a massive global platform and growing yourself is a huge thing to do um because people do look at your subscriber count they do look at uh while you may be a great artist how many subscribers do you have because then you can share all our stuff so it's a really important part of being an artist now i think um unless you already have those uh 
connections within the art world I think social media is a huge thing I I started with the social media um I hit Instagram too late so my Instagram's a bit pathetic (laughs) but (laughs) it's better than it used to be (laughs) I spent a lot of time trying to grow it (laughs) I'm a big stories girl though so I like to I like to put up my stories um but that's a big part of my marketing um but, you know, I, I do traditional things too, like Google ads and, um, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff you've got to constantly think about. It's annoying because that's not my strength. <laughs> no. Like, this is, I'm an artist, goddammit. Well, exactly. And but this is this is why, uh, funnily enough, I was talking to someone about this today, there is a distinction between what is your passion and what is your job. Yeah. Because your passion is something you do just because you love it. Your job is something you do where you might love it, but you're doing it to earn a living. That's and right. That's, that's to actually earn money. I mean, whatever industry, whatever mm-hmm. skill you have to actually earn money from the thing you love is a completely different skill. Yeah. And with creativity, with any sort of creative art, writing, art, whatever, it, you have to sell yourself. You have to somehow push yourself above the throng of yes. different people all yelling, listen to me, look at me. Yes, exactly. And like the, the, then you have to, like, how? Like, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm looking for that method. I'm looking yeah. for that, that idea. And I just, I don't, I don't know where it is. I think a lot of it's luck and a lot of it's who you know not what you know which Mm. is so sad I know because like I know so many amazing amazing artists that don't seem to be able to make it because they haven't got the right connections or they've not got the the personality you know not the outgoing personality because you know they're artists they're introverts I get it yeah like I like to say I'm an Ex- wait, extroverted introvert. Like uh, when yeah. I'm in the right space, I, I am extroverted, but at mm. home I'm like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that's, it's, there's no formula, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. So, I wish there was, that would be so much easier. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I, I like, I, my, my mentality comes from uh, being in medicine. In medicine, there yeah. is a linear path. Mm. You do your degree, you do your internship, residency. Like, there's, they lay it out for you. All mm. you have to do is pass. Yeah. But you know what the thing is. You know where the next goal is. You know that by achieving this thing, it will get you to the next level, yes. like a video game. Um, but, but you know, and if you fail, you can redo the level. Yeah. Whereas. Yeah, again, something like like uh, illustrate like art or writing or whatever. It's all it, it is random. It yeah. is opportunistic. It is you happen to someone happens to read the right thing or yep. see the right thing, yep. and if, if they might just happen to like it, who then happens to know someone else who might That's like right. it, and just That's exactly right. Like a lot of it, it's luck. Um, I mean, you can definitely do things to make yourself appeal more to the people that are looking for that stuff, like put yourself online and get out and network and do the hard yards. But a lot of it I think is luck. So let's yeah. talk about your YouTube channel as yeah. a way to mark yourself. Yes. What, what <laughs> made you decide to go to YouTube as your next avenue of promotion? Um, well, I do a lot of school visits, school workshops. And uh, initially I started it out as a bit of a resource for that. So I did a lot of paint with me's, uh, which were like step-by-step tutorials on how to paint things. Um, which kind of coincided with my school visits. So I could be like, look at my YouTube. Mm, (laughs) You want me for your school. Um, But it's kind of morphed, I guess. Uh, I I would like YouTube to be something that uh, is, it it becomes an avenue of my art. So uh, it's where I can talk about 
what I'm doing and interview people and um, I don't know, just a, a heap of things. Like I'd really like it to become a thing. Um, I don't know if you know uh, Jazza. He's a, the biggest Australian art YouTube and he does all kinds of random stuff like he'll make cool things out of clay or he's morphed into all kinds of different things and he's got millions of followers and um he's just he's uh made he's made a a career out of his YouTube YouTube being an artist and Mm. I I like that aspect of it and um I like the community around it as well I went to VidCon this year and Gosh, people are so nice. <laughs> I was not expecting that sense of community at all. It's just been another another avenue of creating that community for me. Um, like I do sit at home a lot and I, I am a social person. I, as I say, I love people. And so um, from that, I've, I've had people contacting me and like I'm friends with people all over the world now and it's it's just been really nice (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's just another nice community aspect and I think I'd like to keep growing that sense of community within it so it kind of feeds itself Mm. so everyone within uh, my channel is talking to each other and supporting each other and Making it a thing, you know, like a little family or a ginormous family. That would be great too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just been nice. I just I like talking to people and um it's it's been surprising. It's been really surprising. So uh other than you mentioned the tutorials, what else yes. does your YouTube channel offer? Oh well <laughs> I've been doing some vlogs. Um I've got a seg- a new segment called Fairy Tale Prompts where basically I read old school fairy tales from like Grimm's or Hans Christian Andersen um, and then I illustrate along to that and then recreate the character. So I'm just about to film one tomorrow uh, on Little Red Riding Hood mm-hmm. uh, and so I'll interpret that character and reimagine her as to being something a little bit, you know, more 21st century-esque because mm-hmm. a lot of those stories are quite misogynistic and out of date. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> All of them basically teaching little girls to stay inside. And yeah, told. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they've been really fun. Um, what else? I, I just did one with one of my authors, so a bit of an interview style, very casual chat with my authors, and I'd really like to keep doing that. Um, hopefully people like that. I don't know. I just really enjoyed doing it. So yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just – I. I'm enjoying playing with different things. Like I don't really have a specific set thing that mm-hmm. I do yet. And I, I guess I'm in the, the happy point in my YouTube career mm-hmm. where I can kind of just play around and do the things that I like to do. Mm. So nice. How do you decide how much time and money to invest in in whatever avenue you have to promote yourself or to yeah or to create more? I guess. Mm, I, I I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean I'm in the process of actually like swapping uh, my time and energy around to putting it more into YouTube, which mm. is a bit scary because I'm like oh kids book illustration is what pays me yet YouTube is paying me nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I guess it's that that taking that leap of faith again, though. Mm. I, d- I don't know how I decide to do it. It's just what spurs my passion at the, at the time. I mean, marketing-wise, you know, there's anal- analytics. You you find out what's what's doing the best things for you and what's not, and you just put the money into things that are actually working. Mm. Um, over time, you do learn 
what things work and what things don't. So in that respect of marketing stuff, yeah. Did you ever, have you ever considered doing a marketing course, like actually doing some formal study on it? Um, I mean, I'm sure it would be incredibly beneficial, mm. but I don't know that I have time. <laughs> I mean, eventually <laughs> I'd love a marketing team <laughs> yes, yeah. to do those things for me. Like admin. I hate admin. <laughs> eventually I want someone to do that for me, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not to that point yet. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be to that point, but pipe dreams. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that. that kid, I I'm always amazed at people. Uh, like talking to new sensei about this stuff, mm. I'm amazed at people who have this real craving to learn these new skills. They just they love learning new things. Yeah. And I'm very much of the mindset that my brain is a finite box, and I only have so much space <laughs> yes. for knowledge. Um. So that's what other people are for. Other yeah. people who enjoy it or love it or understand mm. it better. I'm like, I'd rather pay you to do a great job mm-hmm. than spend you know, a quarter of my time doing a really half-assed job yeah. um, and, and, and then and then feeling like I failed because I haven't tried hard enough, yeah. you know. But then, the, 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 again, that's the question. How much time and money do you invest in something? How how much do you have to love it? Or, or what, what? No, sorry. Ugh, starting <laughs> sentence is not finishing Words. them. Words. Um, <laughs> like what, what has to be the driver to make you want to do more? Of what you're doing or marketing? Both, I guess. Because, again, that's that's the marketing part <laughs> um, of it. It's, yeah, because the marketing's the job bit, you know. So, you've got the passion. Yeah. And it's easy when you love doing something. Mm-hmm. It's easy if you it just is. love the art of drawing and you just yeah. want to do more. It's great. Yes. I enjoy writing something because I love the idea of being able to control an entire world. Like, be able to make people say and do things yeah. and yeah. kind of explore yes. the tensions as well as how things get resolved yeah. and how that's people the, think. That's the easy bit, the bit you love. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. it's the it's the other bit. It's the other half of how do I promote myself? How do I get myself seen, you know? Yeah, how do I decide whether I keep doing that? Is that what your exactly. question is? Well, yeah, yeah sorry. It's both no, okay. question it and was, statement. Yeah. It's a smooshy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess because I do love doing what I do, I just do what I have to do to do it. Yeah. Does that make – is that an answer? <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, I am, I'm really lucky. I've got great support in my life as well. Like my partner's pretty, pretty darn good with social media stuff as well. So Mm. anything that I kind of miss, he's like, (laughs) get on that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah. It's not something that, it's not something I've kind of considered. Like Mm. it's all kind of come as part of the, package you know uh if this is the thing that i want to do then these are the things that i i i do like you guys can't see it but i'm holding up like (laughs) a 30 percent of the thing i want to do and then a 70 percent of the stuff i have to do to make it happen yes um yeah i don't know it's yeah i mean i i love what i do so i I, you just do the other stuff (laughs) Is there somewhere, is there some point in your career that you envisage you're aiming towards or are you just following things as they interest you? Um, <laughs> there is. Like, I've got, I've got goals. Go I've on. got goals. Um, like, I've got, I've definitely got uh, people that I would, like, oh, yeah, I'd love to be there, you know. Um, Sean Tan, for example, is uh, someone that, you know, I'd love to be where he is. He, he basically just paints whatever the heck he wants to paint 
whatever the heck he wants to paint now. Yeah. And um, I'd love to be in that position, just be able to paint it and, and people want him. <laughs> like they want him because mm. he's amazing. And again, and he's built up that reputation. I'd like to be in that position mm. uh, for children's books. Um, in terms of goals for YouTube, like I'd, I'd like to be as big as Jazza. I know that's a bold statement <laughs> but how, everyone's but, like grown but you gotta but, aim high so you gotta aim high yeah so. I'm, i i have goals i have goals and if i don't have goals like i'm an ambitious person i i am an ambitious person and i need those goals to drive me forwards because some days you get up and you're like uh, i don't want to i don't want to paint again today <laughs> i don't want to do my tax <laughs> you know do all that boring stuff that i have to do mm. um you know, you, you, yeah, you've got to have something that gets you up in the morning. There needs to be a reason why you're doing it. I mean, I love, as I say, I love my job. I love where I am right now. And I feel very thankful for where I am. Like, it, it's taken me a long time to get here. And there was so many, like, if, if I look at where I am now, three years ago, uh, myself would have been like, oh, thank God I actually <laughs> got there. You know, like... Um, for a long time, the goal was just to be full-time kids book illustrator because that, that's what I, like, that's what I was striving towards because it seemed like a very far away thing. And I, I do feel very blessed to be where I am at the moment. Like I'm, I'm in the position to say, no, I don't, I don't want to do that book, Mm. which to me three years ago would be like, whoa. (laughs) 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 Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else I was going to say about that. that. (laughs) So for any aspiring illustrators out there, Mm. what piece of advice would you like to give them? Like what what thing would you have wanted to know when you were starting out? Learn everything, absolutely everything you can about every medium that you want to work in. I think um, for me, I had... A, a downfall in my artwork for the first few years um, because I'd like I'd always done art but I hadn't done it seriously really until I wanted to be an illustrator mm. so learn as much as you can get really good be really good um, but don't just be really good at drawing and art stuff be really good at talking to people as well be really organized um that's something that I've had to learn, the organisational part. Oh, my God. Because as an artist, organisation probably doesn't come as a natural – well, for me, it doesn't come as a natural thing. Mm. And that's been a huge key to being successful. Um, if you're not organised and you're not planning and you haven't sorted out your stuff day to day, it's it's a, impossible because you're just creating and there's no um, – there's no – goal i guess towards the creating you just get you get caught up in the mess Mm. i guess yeah i use diaries and lists like (laughs) all the time (laughs) to make sure i'm doing the things that i need to be doing um to get where i want to be yeah all right uh to finish up is there anything you'd like to promote anything you'd like you'd like to tell people about um I mean, you can find all my stuff, uh, Stuff by Sunshine. If you just Google Stuff by Sunshine, that will find everything. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, 
Twitter. I don't know how to use Twitter, so please forgive me. <laughs> I, I, I discovered that Instagram has a little feature where you can post to both Instagram yeah. and Twitter. That's how I do it. Yeah. It's, just, okay, it's a cool. cheats way, but it, will, it, it gets it out there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to work that Twitter thing out. I'm on TikTok now. Oh, okay. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, you are really with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not very good. All I do is TikTok my animals. <laughs> It's okay. I still think a TikTok thing of Kesha. So that's how far behind I am. <laughs> I, I loved just, Kesha. That, that that song was so terribly amazing. I like, loved it. Just, it was, yeah. Oh my God, I loved it. Um, yeah, everything's Stuffed by Sunshine, though I am Stuffed by Sunshine 1 on TikTok because somebody else has Stuffed What stuff are the by odds? Sunshine. What I know, I'm odds? like, you are not me. It's like this, uh, this Indian gentleman. I'm like, you are definitely not me. <laughs> um, yeah, YouTube is Stuffed by Sunshine as well, so go check it out. Um, I'm very PG, very child-friendly. Um, yeah, that's that's me. That's all my stuff. I don't, I don't think I have anything else to plug. Like, if you find anything Stuffed by Sunshine, I am there. <laughs> all right, thanks for the chat, Sunshine. That was awesome. Thank you, You're Paul. Really it was so nice to chat to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, thanks for sticking around, listeners. I hope you enjoyed what you were, what you just heard. Uh, yes, please check out Sunshine's stuff. Uh, it's, it's amazing and beautiful. <laughs> um, and, yeah, make sure you check out the website for uh, reflections on the podcast. Follow us on socials and uh, keep an eye out for the next episode, which should be coming up soon. So, remember, there are no small jobs, only jobs you haven't discovered yet. Mm.